Hi, I'm Divine Grace Pushka, and you're listening to Divine Talks. We all embark on this spiritual and healing journey at one point or another on our way to a grand transformation. And truthfully, although our journeys look different from one another, we're all learning similar lessons and hoping to arrive at similar destinations. As we go through life, we are continuously stepping onto this journey, continuously healing, evolving, and becoming better with each experience and with each quest. Here, I offer a sacred space filled with heart-led conversations about our spiritual and healing journey, along with stories of spiritual triumph. Tune in to channeled messages from spirit and beloveds from the higher realms and receive a vibrational attunement for your day. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Divine Talks. I'm your host, Divine Grace Bushka, and I am excited to get into this talk today, to this episode. Today, we'll be talking about self-worth blocks and how they hit differently when you're not privileged. And I could just feel the difference in energy that took place as soon as I said the word privileged. Yes, this is a little more serious, this talk that we're going to have today. I'm going to share a little bit about my background growing up poor and less privileged. And I'm going to talk about how, because of those variables, how I've experienced self-worth and, or I should say lack of it, (laughs) growing up because of my background, because of those variables. And I do believe that there is a difference in the way they hit when someone is coming from a background that's less privileged. So let's be real here. Everyone here on the planet has some sort of self-worth block or wound that we're all trying to understand and heal, right? We've all grown up having self-worth issues, and that is the truth. I haven't met one person that didn't question themselves, that didn't, at one point at least, right? that didn't have doubts about themselves, that didn't have confidence issues. Now it's different, you know, for everyone, of course, but there is still that self-worth block at the very core. There is at least one time in our lives where we didn't feel loved or good enough, where we felt small and insignificant, or even that we were a bad person. It may have been something that someone had said to us in the passing or directly towards us, to us, Or maybe something that we experienced in a situation, that the situation itself made us feel unloved and insignificant. Maybe it was something that we observed from family or from loved ones, people that surrounded us in our environment growing up. We may have experienced these things directly or indirectly, meaning it could have been something that someone intentionally said or did towards us. Now, a lot of the times, it may not have been their intention to make us feel small. Nonetheless, we are left with this belief that we are insignificant and not worthy enough, period. Now, it's hard enough when we are battling the negative talks in our heads as adults that continue to berate us, that continue to remind us of the limiting belief of ours that we're not good enough and not worthy, that we're incapable, and that we're horrible terrible people. 
these inner battles can be ruthless at times, fighting to be allowed to believe in our own worth, that maybe we are good enough, that we are worthy enough. Sometimes we think it's absurd, even especially when we are surrounded by a seemingly comfortable and safe environment, where we have a roof above us, above our heads, when we have food on the table, when we have clothes to wear, or even certain treats that we indulge in, like the travels we take, the cars we drive, having a car, period. The privilege to be able to just be, not actually be attacked or directly judged. The privilege to walk into a room and look like everyone else. But deep down inside, there's still this battle that takes place. We are still fighting with that part of ourselves that believes that we're unworthy. Now, growing up, I wasn't as fortunate and privileged as I am now. Plain and simple, I grew up poor. As an immigrant that came to America, I remember that I had this conditioning with me already, that white people were more superior. And that after that, it was people with money. Now, my already amplified feelings of not feeling worthy enough due to feeling foreign and unbelonged in this new home of mine were now being fed more fire because there was more contrast now between me and those that had privilege. Now, I come from a very rural place in the Philippines, in the province, in the country, where everyone there already lacked privilege. We were all poor. I mean, I never knew what a shower was or a bathtub was or even a good running toilet, what it was to be able to flush a toilet until I came to the States. Our clothes were hand-washed. We didn't have washing machines. And sometimes I took baths with other kids outside at the water well or the pump with the, the tabo, which is what we call buckets in the Philippines. But back there, we didn't feel poor. We were incredibly poor, but we never felt it. It wasn't in our face. All I felt was joy. We barely had anything, but as a community, we looked out for one another. And we always celebrated, like the little things, no matter what that looked like. Maybe it was, you know, Sky flakes and a Coca Cola in the afternoon. That was a celebration. Sky flakes is plain white crackers. That was a treat for me back in the day. I remember that. I never felt poor being poor in the Philippines. There was no contrast because everyone was poor. But yet it, it wasn't a negative thing that we that we allowed to take us on a downward spiral. We were still able to enjoy and celebrate life. Now, however, when I came to the States, to America, I observed people here with privileges. And I realized then that I I had this huge lack of privilege and that I was very poor. So even though that I was already poor, 
this was the first time in my life that I actually felt poor and insignificant and small. Now, because it was such an emotional move already, right? My mom and I were now living thousands of miles from my dad. I couldn't understand or speak the language. And I had no longer that familiarity of community around me. I didn't feel belonged. My self-worth issues started to rise and amplify. In fact, I think this was like the first time I realized I had self-worth issues, that I, I felt small and not belonged. I was not in a good place because it made me feel wrong. It made me feel small. It made me feel insignificant and unworthy. And even though I was now living in a house that was all indoors, I mean, I didn't have to go outside anymore to go to the kitchen or to use the bathroom. The kitchen and the bathrooms were all indoors and I was able to flush the toilet and I had a shower and a bathtub and there were carpet on the floors. It was no longer just cement on the floors. I slept on a mattress and not just on a hard wooden bed. We had washing machines. So, you know, we we were able to wash our clothes in the machines and not by hand. Even though I had all those things, I felt even more poor in contrast with others who now filled my new environment. Others that had actual privileges that I didn't have due to the color of their skin or the fact that they had money. I was no longer in a community where everyone was poor. I was now in an an environment where there were people who had money and it amplified even more that, well, that I lacked. Not saying that less privileged people have it worse, because let's nuance that, right? There's there's a difference, right, in, in, in different situations and different variables. So it may not be that way across the board. However, majority of the time, those like me who have come from less privileged backgrounds, we do have to work on that self-worth block even more because it's not just emotional it then becomes survival as well. It becomes very physical too. We're not just worried about and working on feeling and believing that we are good enough people. We're also now battling survival. We're trying to survive now. Am I good enough to survive in this world? Not even thrive, but am I good enough to survive in this world? To be able to eat and make rent for the month, to be able to grow up and not only sustain myself, but also my parents who will probably not have a wonderful retirement plan because, well, they weren't able to get better jobs with their lack of education and their language block. I mean, till this day, my mom and I have lived in the U.S. for 33 years this year, and my mom still has a hard time speaking and understanding the language. She cleaned corporate offices at night after her full-time job. She worked two jobs all the time. I never saw her growing up. 
I, I never had a parent read me a book or look over homework with me. No, we didn't have those privileges. We were just trying to survive. That self-worth block within me hit harder and expanded into other territories, not just the emotional, like I said, but it also became about survival. How do I survive in this world? Am I even good enough to survive in this world? Am I a good enough person to survive in this world, to make it in this world? There are so many times life made it obvious that we were poor. And as I watched my mom and then later my dad just really barely make it through the day working hard, it affirmed in me more that limiting belief that I and we weren't good enough, not even to live comfortably. This is what I mean by saying that the self-worth block hits harder, hits differently when we've come from a place of lack and less privileged. We are needing to work harder, even just to make it to where everyone else starts, right? And let alone after making it, there's more work after that. These are the kinds of beliefs I had to tackle alongside my self-worth beliefs. I should say that these were all part of my self-worth beliefs. It just made it even harder at times. Being poor, having less privilege isn't an excuse or a pass. You know, when regarding self-worth issues, it, it just explains that sometimes, a lot of the times, we have more to overcome when we're working on those issues. It doesn't make us worse or better or more special or less special. No, it just explains that, yes, there is more work there to overcome, to do when we're working on those, those blocks those issues. And that's the thing. I feel like wealth isn't just about being rich. Because even as a poor person in the Philippines, before I came here, I felt the wealthiest in my life at the time. And after that time, I would look back to those times and felt like I was robbed of that because... I no longer had that wealth, that energy of wealth surrounding me, even though I was technically better off, right? Living here and having more security in a way. But I didn't feel wealthy. It was amplified that I didn't have much. And it then created this belief that I wasn't good enough to have much. And so wealth isn't just about being rich, because even as a poor person, you can still feel wealthy. And that was me and my family back in the Philippines at that one moment, that one point in my life. And I felt wealthy. We felt wealthy. Because even though we barely had anything, I, we were surrounded by joy. It was a different kind of security. Now, we didn't have you know, toilets that flushed and um, running showers and 
you know, we had to give ourselves baths with the tabo and that kind of stuff. So it was a different kind of security that we had. And that was more community. That was more each other. That was more the feeling of feeling belonged. It was peace. It was peaceful. No one was above anyone. We were all equal. Or somewhat, at least, right? And we all knew we didn't have much, so we supported each other the best we could. That was one way I had experienced wealth in my life. And for a long time, I wouldn't have experienced it again. Even after a handful of accomplishments and money in the bank, a home to call my own in my early 20s, I still didn't feel wealthy. However, after doing the great work, as the guides Othello would call it, I finally got to a place of wealth. Now, I still don't have millions in my bank account, but I'll be honest, I feel the wealthiest I have ever felt in my life, even even when I was in the Philippines. Because of what surrounds me now and what fills my inner world. Because of this, I've been able to welcome in more wealth and abundance and even continue to create avenues of it as well. So being wealthy is not so much what we have. Being wealthy is the kind of vibration, the kind of state that we allow ourselves to step in to become. And I wish I had learned all of this growing up poor. But at the same time, looking back, I'm glad that I didn't. Because a lot of those moments, even though hurtful and scary and uncomfortable, it allowed me to learn a lot about myself and about life. And it humbled me greatly. And I feel like it's in our humbling, it's in those humbling moments that really get us connected with source. It's it's funny because we don't want to feel small. We don't want to feel insignificant. But in those humbling moments when we allow it to do what it needs to do to us, right? To teach us value and worth. It's those humbling moments that that allow us to connect with, with life and the beauty of it. The, the beauty and the joys, the small joys that are usually overlooked. And it's those little things that help us get into that state of feeling wealthy and having abundance. Uh, I told my husband the other day, I, I am so thankful for those humbling moments And yes, even for the dark times in my life, because without those moments, I wouldn't, I wouldn't value my life the way that I do now. And it's such a beautiful thing to value even the smallest things in our life, the smallest moments, the little things. When you can start to practice that, it changes your world. It changes your day changes your life. So I am grateful for those humbling times, for those humbling moments, 
because even when I'm able to elevate myself, I know that I will stay grounded and I will stay connected to the true and real value of what life comes with. So if you're curious as to how that took place for me, learning how to step into that vibration of wealth and learning how to do it for yourself as well. I am hosting a two-day spiritual wealth and abundance course in February 2022 on the 5th and the 6th. You can find more details of it on my website, divinegracetoday.com under events. I'll also share the link in the show notes. But if you're curious as to how, how that work looks like, what that work entails, I will be talking about that. And it's and um, basically, be prepared to roll up your sleeves and to finally welcome in that which you are worthy of, that which you deserve. Wealth is a state of mind and a state of being. It's nothing material. Now, once you understand that, once you master that, then you can start to fill your life with what looks like material. But it... it still would come from that vibration, that pure vibration of it being the state of mind, the state of being first. Know that you are worthy and capable at all times. And that being a spark of the infinite that you are, you can make anything happen. Know that you are always creating and always manifesting, whether consciously or unconsciously. And for everything that you ever desire, it will always feel good. And so therefore, know that wealth and abundance is just right outside your door. And all you have to do is open the door and welcome it in. So I welcome you to welcome it in. You deserve it. You are worthy of it. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in today, friends. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let me know and share with those you think would also benefit from it. You can always tag me on Instagram when you share it. My handle is Divine Grace Today. I love hearing from listeners and seeing how they've gained from the episode, so please let me know. Other than that, thank you so much. I wish you all a magical and kick-ass day. See you all next Thursday. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Divine Talks. If what you heard resonated with you, I invite you to follow me on Instagram at Divine Grace Today. And if you want to learn more about what I do and what I offer, I'm a healer, intuitive, trans medium, and channel. And I offer one-on-one sessions, classes, and events. You can check all of these out on my website, divinegracetoday.com for more information. See you all next episode.